BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in to Duval Daily. Presented by GenJag.com, I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Wednesday, February 1st. We've got a Senior Bowl Day 1 recap show where we're just going to highlight some of the standout performances, some of the things that popped off from Day 1 of the Senior Bowl for me. If you're not familiar with the Senior Bowl, annual college all-star game, get together three big practices throughout the week. Those are where most of the scouting goes down. You're seeing guys get one-on-ones. You're seeing them in different situations that you saw them in college. And you're seeing them against a whole bunch of other guys trying to get drafted in the NFL. So I think it's a really fun week. Uh, I'm not there this year. Got some stuff going on at home that I was not able to head out to Mobile for a few days and, uh, and stay out there. But Still being able to catch it on NFL Plus, um, and you can catch recaps, NFL Network at night. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it, and I thought day one was a lot of fun, even though no DJ for the American practice. The second practice of the day was quiet after the first practice was bumping, a lot more energy, so we'll see how they handle that. On uh, on the second day of practices today, but we'll see. I'm just watching the TV broadcast like everyone else right now. So if there's things I miss, it's probably because the cameras weren't on it at the time. It wasn't on TV. But I do want to run, run through a bunch of these standout performances, just little things that popped off for different players for me. So we're going to go ahead and do that right now. And try to relate it to the Jaguars, of course, because this is a Jaguars show here on Duval Daily. Like to remind you to hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. And hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube as well. Really appreciate y'all's support. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's dive into it. I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention Dewan Jones first here. uh, The right tackle out of Ohio State. He's a giant. I mean, he is a literal giant. He is six foot eight, two hundred seventy-five pounds, with thirty-six and five-eighths inch arms. His size is unbelievable when you look at it on paper. Then when you see him on the field, it is even more unbelievable. Like he moves well at that size. He's not just uh, a guy who who you envision as just a a roadblock, someone that pass rushers and defensive linemen are just going to have to get around. I mean, there's skill, there's movement here for Dewan Jones. So, uh, and you saw it 
on the practice field. He was dominating, playing at a really high level um, in day one of senior bowl practices. I thought he was the biggest standout quite literally. was unbelievable. Um, he looked like he, he was a man amongst boys, a man amongst boys. He really did. And so keeping an eye on Dewan Jones the rest of the time, going back watching his Ohio State tape, why is he so interesting for Jaguars fans? Well, they've got a situation going on with Jawan Taylor at right tackle right now. If Jawan Taylor, who is an unrestricted free agent, walks, are you going to want to add another tackle to this roster some point early in the draft? Probably. Because at the very least, that person can be your swing tackle. They can probably come in and compete for a starting job with Walker Little. And again, that's just if Jawan Taylor ends up walking, getting paid more money elsewhere. But Dewan Jones, definitely somebody to keep in mind there. Jaden Reed, receiver out of Michigan State, came in a little smaller than he's listed at on the Michigan State website. They listed him at six foot. When I was watching him, I was like, there's no way this guy's six foot. So he did come in just a little over five foot ten, um, under 200 pounds, but he was uncoverable. I, the pace at which he moved, the the quickness in which his feet move, I didn't see anybody keeping up with him. He was a really tremendous route runner. You saw that on tape. You saw that day one of the Senior Bowl. So you talk about Jaden Reed. He's played slot. He's played outside. You wonder if he's going to be limited more, more to a slot role at the next level. But I think he's a guy that can definitely come in and help you as a returner, as a as a receiver, um, and just blowing the brakes off everyone on day one for the national team. It was really impressive. So Jaden Reed, where is he going to go in the draft? Probably going to be day two, if I had to guess. If he falls to day three, that's where you should be like, okay, the Jags need to nab this guy ASAP. Keon White, who's a a name that has gotten more buzz over the last month or so out of Georgia Tech, transferred there from Old Dominion. He is a special player, and I've talked about him a little bit on this channel, I believe. He's he's just got incredible, incredible athleticism and explosiveness for his size. He's a guy that um, played... At Old Dominion, I think around 260, 270. Georgia Tech played closer to 290. Came in at 280 um, at the Senior Bowl. And he's a guy, I think, that's going to be able to align on the edge and align inside as a as a uh, pass rusher at the next level. He's got some, some refinement, certainly, that needs to take place. But pretty much everyone does at this point. He's, he's a rare athlete, a rare specimen at the position. He has the length you're looking for uh, for the defensive front. He has the power, and he has rare, rare explosiveness and get off. Um, and he plays with good leverage as well. So Keon White, it's looking more and more like he's going to end up being a first-round pick. Would the Jaguars go after him at 24 overall? I'm not sure. It wouldn't be shocking, right, with Trent Baalke's history of um, going after these guys with athletic traits and, and, and skill sets that he fancies, but maybe 
maybe they're not viewed as as NFL ready or, or, the, or the most advanced prospects, but they're the guys that have the traits. And that's what Trent Baalke's looked for throughout his career as a GM in a lot of different situations. So Keon White, definitely I'd, I'd, I'd be watching. And it looks like maybe he might not even be available at 24 overall when the Jaguars pick. We'll, we'll keep an eye on him. But I would say, you know, outside of the fact that Trayvon Walker did more in college, had more versatility, and the fact that he is just bigger than Keon White, I don't think there's a lot. And when I say bigger, I mean longer. Because Keon White actually weighs a little bit more than, than Trayvon. But I don't see a whole lot of reason why Trayvon Walker would be way higher on your board than Keon White was, or than Keon White, Keon White is this year. It's just something to keep keep a keep an eye on, think about a little bit there. We've got a lot to get through here, so I'm going to start speeding it up. Um, arm length. I thought a couple guys were really impressive in the, in their weigh-ins and their measuring. Um, Will McDonald. He is six foot three and has 35 inch arms. Uh, that's rare. That's impressive, and he's light in the pants, no doubt about it. He's going to have to probably be a 3-4 outside linebacker or a pass rush specialist at the next level. Might even be a pass rush specialist in a 3-4. But as a pass rush specialist, he could be really, really difficult to deal with because he's going to have some natural leverage on most guys that he's going up against, and he's going to have a length advantage on a lot of them. And he is way more explosive and quicker than these guys. So when you combine all that, he could be given tackles, big problems, uh, and he flashed consistently on day one. He was really, really good. Uh, Derek Hall out of Auburn didn't flash as much for me. I didn't see him as much, but he's a guy that's six foot two, I believe. He he measured in at with thirty four plus inch arms. So another guy who's going to have the natural leverage advantage and have the length advantage over a lot of tackles at the next level. Another guy to keep an eye on for sure because that's just stuff you can't teach. You can't teach length and natural leverage, and when you have those two things, you have a pretty damn big advantage. And, and Derek Hall. He's a guy, even though he's shorter than Will McDonald, he's going to stand up better against the run. He's more uh, stout, more physical, not as flexible and bendy, certainly, as a Will McDonald, but a guy who I think is going to come in and be a starter for a long time. Probably looks like a day-two pick for me. Could be a first-rounder. We'll see. Keanu Bitten, um, he didn't, I didn't uh, see him flash as much as I expected, but I also just didn't see him as much, uh, thanks to where the where the cameras were, but a guy who I think you're gonna you're gonna want to keep an eye on for sure the rest of the week here. Defensive tackle out of Wisconsin. Um, he's got length. He's got quickness. He's got moves. He's got he's got it all. And I think he can be a, a nose, you know, a zero one tech. I think he can also rush uh, as a three tech. I think he's gonna give you a lot at the next level. Love Keanu Benton. Keep an eye on him. Receiver who really stood out for me from the national team. Puka Nakua out of Brigham Young, he's six foot two oh six and was leaving everyone in the dust. Um, his route running, his ability to sink his hips and explode in and out of those breaks, I thought he was fantastic and virtually unguardable. So Puka Nakua definitely someone to keep an eye on. Had not watched him yet, so I'm gonna have to go back and do that certainly. But he was a lot of fun. Trey Tucker out of Louisville, he's a tiny, tiny receiver. 
Um, he was a lot of fun as well. Looked like he was moving at 1.5 times speed. Just looked faster than everyone else. Uh, other guys that were moving like that speed-wise, I thought Tajay Spears uh, out of Tulane, the running back, he was incredibly explosive and, and, and fast. His second gear, no one was catching him. No one was catching him his first gear, quite frankly. Uh, but he just was consistently uh consistently getting to the second level and making guys miss and he's a home run a home run hitter he's 200 he's 5'9 202 pounds 204 pounds so he has enough size I think to hold up 5'9 200 pounds with that type of speed that's going to be a problem for defenses at the next level and I don't think he's going to be your starting back but certainly a 1b or a compliment type he's going to be a lot of fun um Another guy who, and I had watched Taze Spears, but a guy who I have not watched at a Bowling Green, Carl Brooks, six foot four, three hundred pounds. He had sixty nine pressures for Bowling Green. Uh, lined up a lot on the edge for Bowling Green, but got over here to the Senior Bowl was aligning more on the interior, and he couldn't be blocked. Quite simply, he was unbelievable. Carl Brooks was yesterday, and so that's another guy to keep an eye on. He just has speed, quickness. He has the hand uh, hand usage, the technique. He's going to be difficult, and I think he's going to be like a three-tech at the next level type player, a guy who you can also rush from the edge um, and base 3-4 probably as a, as a defensive end. Yeah, really impressed by Carl Brooks. Isaiah Foskey, he's a guy who we've talked about, we've watched. Um uh, probably an early day two grade for me because I don't think he has the pass rush arsenal, the pass rush plan, but he does have everything else. He has the physicality. He does have a long arm he can get you with. He can rush through you when that doesn't work. He'll try to get his hands up. Uh, when he's playing run defense, he's constantly a menace, and he's a guy that just has made plays throughout his career, and he did that in teamwork. At the Senior Bowl, day one, forced fumble, poking the ball out. Uh, that's something he did a ton at Notre Dame. Whether he's impacting the quarterback, impacting the ball carrier, making special teams plays, Isaiah Foskey's the type of player you want on your football team. Darnell Wright, he came in with really good length. I was impressed by that. The right tackle out of Tennessee, who just looks like that prototypical right tackle. Um, wasn't the most impressive day from him. I thought he had some instances where... He didn't quite look as athletic as the guy he was going up against where he overset to the outside, got exposed on the inside. But I expect Darnell Wright to rebound and have a solid week. And it wasn't a horrible day by any stretch for him, but just wasn't quite as dominant as I thought maybe he could look in this setting. Uh, yeah, Luke Musgrave, I've talked about him a lot already. He was clearly the most talented tight end on the practice field, in my opinion. His movements are just unreal. He's going to run a 4-4 or 4-5 at 6-6, 250. Uh, special talent, in my opinion. I know people want to talk about only having 11 catches. Go watch those 11 catches in 2022 and two games before he got injured. He looks fully healthy now, and so this is a guy I'm really excited about. Another 1.5 speed type of guy, Tank Dell, who I've talked about on here a little bit out of Houston, the wide receiver. He's another tiny, tiny football player but was uncoverable. A lot of these big, long corners could not could not lay a hand on him, could not keep up with him at all. Uh, Rasheed Rice did not stand out as much. 
he was able to get open a few times and was overshot by quarterbacks, uh, which was disappointing, certainly. But, you know, he's going to want to get out there. This is an SMU wide receiver who could be a potential borderline first-round pick. I think he's probably going to be a second-round pick, but he's really twitchy and explosive in his movements, the way he attacks the ball. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. I expect him to have a bigger day two and three here. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, another player I'm a huge fan of, a local kid out of Jacksonville, Bartram Trail High School. Um, he's a uh, six foot, almost six foot two, 200 pounds, has all the size and stuff you're looking for as a starting receiver. He is so smooth. I think he's pro ready. He manipulates and uses leverage so well too. Like he gets good leaning into the guy and then exploding off in the other direction. He does a lot of that stuff. And I just think he's ready to be a pro. Um, he was probably ready to be a pro in 2022, quite honestly. Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State by way of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Res John Wright out of Oklahoma State. He has a terrific punch and press. A super physical guy with length. So he's someone who popped off to me a little bit. All these cornerbacks you're talking about, the Jaguars, I think they need not only a nickel corner, I think they also need a a, a just depth at outside corner after Darius Williams and Tyson Campbell. And so when you're talking about these corners, you could be looking at some of them in that regard. Although I think the Jaguars, because they want to run man, you're going to want guys that have – some quickness to their feet that can uh, mirror movements a little bit more. I'm not sure there's a ton of those guys at the senior bowl in this cornerback class uh, to play outside and do that. But Rez John Wright, potentially. Um, Julius Brents out of Kansas State, one of the longest corners in this class, six foot three, 200 pounds, uh, really long arms. He just covers space and he has, for his size, he has in my opinion, pretty good movement abilities. You talk about guys like Tariq Woolen um, and, and and McCollum last year. I don't know that – I, I should say I do know. Brents does not have the athleticism that Tariq Woolen brings to the field. But if you're trying to get him in a system, uh, a zone system where he just needs to take up space and, and, and create – create issues in those passing lanes. I think Brents is certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Somebody who I wasn't uh, very, very well aware of, Princeton wide receiver Andre uh, Iosivas, I hope is, is how you say his last name. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he's six foot two. He's 200 plus pounds, and he was running past everyone. He was catching everything thrown his way. You've seen some comparisons to Christian Watson from last year. I'll say this. I know that he has a more advanced skill set at the catch point than Christian Watson did coming in. So you like that out of Andre Iosivas, but this is someone I'm definitely going to have eyes on and and dive deeper into because I think that he has a chance to be an impact starting receiver at the next level with his combination of size, speed, and ball skills. Dontavian Wicks is another one wide receiver out of Virginia who uh, I think needed a change of scenery. Virginia was a bit of a mess on the offensive side of the ball in 2022, had a really impressive 2021 season, came out to the senior bowl. And I thought just his movements were really impressive. He's quick. He's explosive. He has size. I'm excited to see what Dontavian Wicks can continue to do. I was really high on him in summer scouting, had a two on him late two, early three in summer scouting. Had a rough year in 2023. I think um, 
he's starting to get back to showing why so many people were so excited about him prior to this past season. Excuse me. Chris Smith, the safety out of Georgia. Such good feet and instincts. I've got a borderline first, second round grade on him. He's not huge, but really, really good feet, really good instincts. Always in the right place at the right time, ready to make a play on the football. And you saw that in this one. Uh, Kenny McIntosh, another Georgia prospect, running back who I love. I think he's going to be a really impressive uh, kind of change of pace back who can line up outside as a receiver, line up in the slot, catch the ball out of the backfield, come in and block. He suffered some cramps. It looked scary, like a leg injury at first, but it was just cramps. So you're really thankful for that. Uh, I have Will McDonald in my notes twice here. It's just wild how long and athletic he is, how flexible and bendy he is. So he's going to be someone I really do think it's possible he could go in the first round, even at 230 whatever pounds he is. He's light in the pants, but he's got everything else you're looking for. And he wasn't super refined at, at Iowa State, but he was also playing out of position. And so you get him lined up more outside of the tackle, give him a little bit of room to get going, and he's he really was impossible to block for these tackles. Uh, Eric Gray's accelerator continued to pop the running back out of Oklahoma. You see that on tape. He's just got really good quickness and acceleration in his game. Um, but on a on a pass out of the backfield, late late in practice, they kind of do this. They get some one on ones going to kind of uh, end the practice and and. It's kind of like statements for the offense and defense. It's kind of like who's going to win the day. Marte Mapu helped his defense have a, a, a really impressive showing there late. Uh, out of Sacramento, he popped in one-on-one coverage. And this is a guy who is a safety slash linebacker. Um, I think he's got really impressive, impressive traits. He's not a guy who I had eyes on prior but he was able to break up a pass in primary coverage, one-on-one coverage versus Eric Gray out of the backfield. I thought that was impressive. Uh, just his hips, his balance, um, and his quickness. So Marte Mapu is a guy we'll, we're going to keep an eye on for sure, see where he seems to make more sense. But uh, I would be surprised if he's not playing some safety at the next level. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe a Quincy Williams type who played, um, played safety in, in college, maybe play linebacker at the next level. Uh, Michael Wilson out of Stanford, he dealt with some injuries uh, throughout his career, but he looks he looks rocked up, like 6'2", 200-plus, really explosive, twitchy movements, was was given all the, the DBs fits and was getting open and catching the football. So another guy to keep an eye on who might not have as much in, uh, interest in him because of the injuries. Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami, another corner. Again, Jaguars are probably going to be looking for corners in this class. He's six foot two, excuse me, six foot two hundred plus pounds. Uh, has good length. He's a physical risk taker, but he has really nice feet to overcome maybe some of the risks that he takes. And he has length and size. Obviously, I'm a fan of Tyreek Stevenson. I have a two on him right now. I think if the Jaguars are interested and in probably in, in trying to find someone who maybe can start outside on day two uh, down the road. I think Tyreek Stevenson could be that guy for you. Uh, Nick Saldaveri, offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman out of ODU, looked really good. Old Dominion um, held up well in a you know a setting that has more talent than what he's been used to going up against. And then McClendon Curtis, he's the final guy I have here to talk about. Um, the Jaguars they could be in the market for for 
a tackle that could be in the market for a guard, um, depending on how different things shake out. McClendon Curtis has 35 inch arms. He's six foot five and 331 pounds, and he acquitted himself well playing some interior offensive lineman at Senior Bowl day one. I'm really impressed with him. Uh, dominated at Tennessee Chattanooga, had a good first day of Senior Bowl, has these incredible uh, measurables that you're looking at again 35 inch arms and six foot five and 331. Really, really like that frame, that size from, Curt- from McClendon Curtis. And so, uh, going to continue to keep eyes on him day two of the senior bowl later today you'll have practices again from the american team and the national team i'll be keeping an eye on it and i will be back here tomorrow to talk more about some of the prospects that are standing out uh, for the jaguars uh, for me for the jaguars in this 2023 senior bowl but i really appreciate y'all tuning in uh, let me know in the comment section below which prospects you're excited about watching, who who popped for you on day one, what are you looking forward to throughout the rest of the week. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo and, uh, and, and chop it up with me about some of these senior bowl guys. Again, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday and go Jags. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc